prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply, it's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. If you're joining us on this uh, Facebook Live event, you'll be able to ask questions live during the show in just a moment when Coach Rob Ruggish joins me. I uh, just want to remind everybody there's two days left to take advantage of the Thrive at $14.99 a pound special. It will not last but another two days. Uh, and if you are interested in learning more about Thrive Protein, it is the single best protein powder in the world. I say that. With all conviction, uh, there. If you take your protein powder that you're using now, and you look at the list, the ingredient list of what's in Thrive, you will agree with me that there is not another protein powder in the world like Thrive. T H R I V Protein dot com is the place to go. The coupon code is T H R I V two thousand nineteen two zero one nine to get it for fourteen ninety nine a pound. There is a three pound maximum per order. People have been ordering 10 pounds at a time and we had to scale it back. Uh, so there's a three pound maximum uh, per order and we can ship internationally. If you email me at onair at superhumanradio.net, I can give you information about international shipping as well. Uh, so uh, that is always a good thing. And now without further delay... Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish on the Superhuman Radio Network. Hey, Coach, could you back up just a little or move your camera just back? Just a little? Yeah, there you go. That's a thousand percent better. How you doing, man? How you doing? I, I'm doing great. If you'll notice, I am wearing a Coach Wade Johnson Ogre Compound Old Man Strength T-shirt. Let, well, let's Guaranteed. see it. Can you, can, we can't really see it. Can you, can, can you give us – just stand up a little bit? Just uh, kind of rise up out of your chair for a second? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I it? see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. That's the, there's the little ogre deadlifting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These shirts are fantastic. Not only do they make you look bigger than you really are, <laughs> but they add 10% to all big barbell lifts. Oh, and, hey, that's great. That's better than supplements. <laughs> I got to get me one of them. Supporting Coach Wade um, is a noble thing to do. You know, you folks know how much, or maybe you don't know how much he's given back to the sport. Support him as he represents our country, right, in Japan. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I'll second your recommendation on Thrive. You know, longtime listeners know I have always endorsed Mass Pro Away, um, but I got to tell it like it is. Um, Thrive is a superior protein. And for a number of reasons, but that's the bottom line. Yeah, no, it's really great stuff. And it's you know we had a we had a limit uh, how many pounds somebody could buy. You ha- you can't believe how many people were buying ten pounds at a time. And, uh, and oh, it's 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 actually less expensive than buying the three pound uh, jug, uh, including right. shipping. I mean, it was just amazing. <laughs> so it, you know, people would say, hey, and I don't blame them. You know, take advantage of it. Um, but I know how expensive protein. What are you making? Two bucks a jug? I am. <laughs> I'm making. I think I said two dollars and eighty cents a jug is what I'm making right yeah. now on that. Yeah, that, that's about right. <laughs> uh, to make that blend, when when people look at it, 
if you do compare it to your own protein powder that you're currently using now, you're going to be shocked to see what's in Thrive. And it's it's all in there for a reason. It's a it's a very sensible blend. Uh, I actually got the ingredient list for Thrive from studying human breast milk. So that tells yeah. you something, you know. Absolutely. But any, anything special going over at CoachRobRiggish.com right now? Nothing right now, but very shortly, um, something special is. So when that is ready, I will certainly announce it to the audience here and the world. Okay. So first question comes from Rob Robertson. He says, uh, thank you for reading my question about ibuprofen. Uh, oh, my! I can't see my entire screen. I've got it snuggled down. On uh, SHR2290, I would like to continue the conversation and ask about natural anti-inflammatory medicines not already mentioned. What is your option of choice? White willow bark, weed slash CBD, devil's claw, full-spectrum boswellia. Would uh, any of these have negative effects on uh, – like ibuprofen, uh, or would they work better, like curcumin? Uh, are any of them worth the money? That's a pretty complex question, isn't it? It is. It is. And I'll take those one by one. But first, I want to uh, to get to what Rob is, is speaking to. So for those unfamiliar, there have been um, several studies now showing that in younger people, and I'll say um, younger as in ages 50 to 60 and under, um, those drugs strongly suppress protein synthesis. So although they're effective anti-inflammatories, there's a price to be paid, right? And so Rob's question is a good one. What about these natural alternatives? So I'll take these one by one. Um, and Carl, if you could help me, I think the first one is white willow bark. Yes. Yes, that's correct. White willow bark. Okay. Okay. So for those unfamiliar, white willow bark is actually where they synthesized um, salicylic acid for the first time, a.k.a. aspirin. So uh, white willow bark then can be considered a natural aspirin with all of the benefits um, and drawbacks. Unfortunately, one of those drawbacks, if you look at the literature, uh, in some studies, it has suppressed protein synthesis. So although... Uh, I don't think that, you know, that'll help or hurt rather here or there. If you're taking it on a regular, consistent basis, <clears throat> it wouldn't be my first pick. What was the next one, Carl? The next one was actually uh, weed slash CBD. And, you know, both of these are very yeah. different, even though the uh, weed has cannabidiol in it. Most CBD oils don't have THC. There is some distinction there. Didn't you find that out? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, you know, personally, I've, I've never used weed pot. Um, I have nothing against those that do, and I consider it to be far less harmful than something like alcohol. However, um, when it comes to weed and bodybuilding, uh, there are some significant drawbacks and some benefits. And one of those benefits I've heard loud and clear from people is that they sleep better. Um, and so everyone knows how important a component sleep is to your to your program. However, uh, the downsides are that in several studies it has shown uh, an endocrinological disruption, meaning uh, it knocks down testosterone production. So anything that does that is going to work against you. I cannot say how much it works against you, but as I've talked about before, there is a war. There's literally a war going on in your body every day between anabolism and catabolism. 
you want to do everything you can to tilt that towards anabolism. Um, and therefore, I would stay away from the wheat. Now, the situation is much different once we uh, get to CDB oil. CDB oil is also something that I have not used, although after reading the literature, <laughs> I'm going to give this stuff a whirl. Because in addition to being a very effective anti-inflammatory slash painkiller, uh, I found a study that was published, published last September that very clearly showed a significant reduction in cortisol levels. So we get back to the discussion about anabolism and catabolism and that war going on every day. Anything you can do to knock down right cortisol or catabolism is going to help. So I would tell you CDB oil for that and a number of other reasons is would be very high on my short list. What was the next one? Well, and I want to say um, there is yeah. emerging research on CBD oil and doing some amazing things for muscle building. Uh, it's, it's just emerging now. Uh, there, there, right. there's, a, there's a lot more yet to, to evolve here. And actually, we're going to have Dr. Matthew Andre on the show again uh, to – Look at some of these, uh, the new literature that's coming out on CBD. So sit tight. Awesome. We will cover that, I promise you. The other one is Correct. Devil's Claw. I've heard this before. I don't know. I, Peter Rouse used to talk about Devil's Claw all the time. What do you think yep. about it? What does it do? Well, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. I've never, this is the one thing on this list that I have not used. Um, however, what I see in the literature is encouraging. It was spoken to as a possible replacement for traditional anti-inflammatories or um, using it to knock down the dosage that you do use. I'll be totally honest and tell you I'm not quite sure how effective it is as an anti-inflammatory, nor am I aware of you know what it's doing with protein synthesis. The pattern, though, that you will see as I cover these compounds is that many of them do adversely affect protein synthesis. So I would keep this one on the shelf for now, uh, pending more information. i got to give a shout-out. Uh, I'm going to start doing this throughout the show. John Carpenter just joined us. Peter Panorgas, I owe you a, uh, an invoice for Thrive, I know, because he's outside the United States. Be patient. Yeah. I promise I'll get to it. I have. I, if anybody's texting me, I'm not getting your text messages. My phone is, do, is done. I've smashed the screen beyond repair, and I haven't synced it in a long time. So I've got the next couple of days of probably people trying to reach me by cell phone and going, why is Carl not responding to my text messages? So please be patient with that. Um, the, uh, the next one was uh, Boswellia. Yeah, Boswellia serrata. Now we get to a compound that I know and love, at least for short-term <laughs> inflammatory relief. The boswellic acids in Boswellia um, are well documented to knock down pain. And in fact, the absolute best uh, glucosamine chondroitin formula I think that I ever saw included a good shot of this stuff. Uh, because, as you know, glucosamine chondroitin can take months to work, whereas the Boswellia provides immediate relief. Unfortunately, like a lot of these other compounds, I found evidence that it disrupts protein synthesis. So as a here and there item, sure. Um, I wouldn't be taking it every day, though, for those, uh, for those reasons. So I want to – oh, good. I'm sorry. No, no, please. Go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. 
No, I want I wanted to throw uh, something in that people could consider using. But after you're finished, yep. after you're finished, please. Go ahead. Okay, so my short my short list then would be the three C's: CDB oil, Cesis quadrangularis, and curcuma. And so I've already covered CDB oil. Cesis quadrangularis. Um, you've you've probably heard me speak to this before on the show. Cesis is an Indian herb has been used for thousands of years. Its name in Sanskrit means bonding. Hmm. It is an exceptional anti-inflammatory agent and painkiller. I can count dozens of people that I've recommended to this to that have fantastic things to say about it. I can count on one hand and have some fingers left over the number of people that haven't had good results with it. So I would put that um, very close to the top of your list. Curcumin, uh, you've also heard me speak to this many times on the show. Curcumin is kind of the fish oil of herbs. It does so many beneficial things. The only issue with curcumin is this. It suffers from very poor bioavailability. And as such, you can take it either with black pepper extract. Mm. Um, Vince's patented material is called bioperin. You'll see that in some of the better formulas. Or you can consume curcumin with a fat. Um, and in traditional Indian cuisine, uh, they, in fact, cook the turmeric in fat. Um, and turmeric is about 3%, or curcumin is the active in turmeric. And it's, it's only about 3% of turmeric, though. A couple other items, high-dose fish oil, without question, the most well-documented anti-inflammatory on this list. Why don't I put it higher on the list? Simple. You can just eat fish, <laughs> right? I eat uh, salmon or another fatty fish two to three times a week, and you get all of the protein and other benefits along with it. Now, you can also get those omega-3s in krill oil, which is, I think, a little bit richer source. Uh, but again, just eating fish will convey almost all of the benefits that you read about. Another one, real good one, desiccated liver, <laughs> right? Mm. Um, we talked about liver being around since the 1950s. So what's it doing on the list? Well, uh, a lot like CDB oil, knocking down cortisol. For those of you that doubt that, the U.S. Army not any vested interest company, did a study back in the 1950s where they injected rats with cortisone. One group of rats got the desiccated liver. The other one didn't. So if you doubt what I'm talking about, you can Google cortisone acetate toxicity in the rat. Click on images and scroll down. On the right, you will see a picture of one rat that got desiccated liver He's brown and beefy and looks very healthy. And the other rat that didn't, he, that rat is literally skin and bones and all white compared to the rat that got it. So uh, desiccated liver, tons of other benefits. And then finally, um, I just I have to come out and say it, mass pro synthogen. The number of people that have written to me, and this has happened since day one, it was quite unexpected, but the number of people that have written to me to say, my God, this thing healed my injuries, it's a long, long list. And in retrospect, it makes all the sense in the world. Why? Because I formulated it 
to accelerate wound healing. The wounds that you don't see, however, on the inside of your body, right, that are come about naturally as a result of training. And I think, Carl, um, you had an experience where you took it and the pain in your legs went away. You know, like 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 away. it was like like an opioid to me. I mean, it just it was amazing. Right. Yeah. It, and you know, I, I know people have heard about it over the years. Until you've actually used it, uh, you'll never know. So go ahead. I, I well, know the, you the only, talking about fish oil. The only difference in fish oil and these other things, a lot of these other things we're talking about, they are anti-inflammatory agents. Um, right. Fish oil contains something called pro-resolvin mediators. And resolvins are different than anti-inflammatories. Anti-inflammatories stop inflammation from happening. Pro-resolvins make inflammation finish its job faster. Inflammation's goal is to fix things. Inflammation is the military of the immune system. When the immune system wants something repaired, it sends its army out. That's inflammatory cytokines. And the problem is sometimes the army doesn't get the job done, and so they just stay deployed. You don't want that. You want the army to get the job done and then come back to base. And pro-resolving mediators that are in fish oil, they help you recover faster. They don't suppress uh, the the inflammation per se. And that is, that's extremely interesting. I didn't know that. That's yeah, wonderful. yeah, yeah. And so and so if you look, so actually, Metagenics, uh, a very very high quality supplement company, they actually have taken fish oil. And super concentrated just the pro-resolving mediators in fish oil into gel caps. And taking two of those little gel caps is like taking five grams or more of fish oil. And they're little gel caps. They're tiny, tiny little gel caps. And I take them post-workout religiously to help speed up the recovery process. Do medical doctors use their products? Yes, you can only get them through through medical doctors. yeah, I, I thought so. My wife um, sees a natural, you know, uh, natural path. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, she has some of those. So yes, absolutely. So let, let's work. That's let's great. work. Let's work a question in uh, from the group here. So Kirkland Morletti is listening live, and he asked, "Do you have any <laughs> out? Yeah, any out of the box ideas for building adductors? For building adductors." <laughs> You know, I always looked at those muscle groups like, you know, what isn't the squat hitting? Or what <laughs> isn't? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. like you'll see women on the thigh abduction, adduction, any Audi machine, they'll call it. Right. Um, I, I'll be honest. I've never trained those directly. I have never felt I had a reason to. So, uh I don't, I don't know, you know, unless it's injured, maybe, and he's trying to build it back up. I would think, I would think the lunge, the deadlift, the squat, you know, would, would hit that, you know, if not directly, then certainly indirectly. I would say figure skate, uh, ice skating, right? The yeah, adductor right. is the outside, right? Abductor is the right. inside, right? Yeah, I, I would say right. I, I, go skating. If you want to really, really hit your adductors, go skating or or mimic a skating-type movement uh, with resistance. Look at how you throw your leg out to the side and maybe right. hook uh, one of those ankle uh, apparatuses on the uh, cable machine and do that. Do that, that, that sweeping to the back 
movement with your leg. Just keep doing that because that's going to hit your adductor. Obviously, adductor machines do it as well. And there's lots of different ways to activate the adductors, right? So you could sit on the seat uh, or you can lean forward. You can keep your leg, your foot on the lower peg of the foot rest. You can put your leg on your foot on the upper leg, which gives you more of a knee bend. Uh, Then the other thing that you could do that you see a lot of the figure girls doing is you stand up and do it where your your butt is just hovering off the seat by five or six inches and you do it. So now you're adding load of you're, you're adding vertical loading to what is already horizontal loading. So there are lots of ways yep. to manipulate the movement, but but I got to believe that going out and skating for an hour would trash them, would trash them. Yeah, and and here's the thought. Uh, with respect to mimicking that motion, you might also be able to do that um, with the sled. Mm. And by what I'm referring to is you've probably seen the nylon straps that are used to pull the thread. They should have really big loops on the best um, straps, and Amazon has them, where you can hook those around your ankles um, and perhaps mimic that movement to build them. I don't know. You know, these are just ideas. I've never trained them directly. I always thought they got hit by the big And they do, And they do. They get hit by the squat, for sure. There's no doubt about it, especially if you're, you're sure. squatting like a power lifter where you're taking a, an extremely wide stance. The wider right. your stance, the more you're going to hit those adductor uh, muscles. So. The yep. next question comes from John Welch. Oh, let me let me just drop this down. Thank you. The next question comes from John Welch. He says, I listened to your answer last week about ecdysterone, but I'm still not buying it. What objective <laughs> evidence can you offer that it really works? But there's studies out there on yeah. ecdy from the Russians, right? By the Russians, and um, it goes back to the, the early studies were done by the Russians. But here's the thing. Um, those studies have since been replicated in Japan, in Brazil, and by respected universities like Rutgers in the United States. Probably um, the most cutting-edge research in the world is going on at the University of Zygard in Hungary, where they continue to publish studies most recently about so-called stripped ecdysterones with three times the anabolic activity of the normal ones. Now, we need to define our terms. When I say ecdysterone works, I am not saying that they grow muscle like steroids, okay? Everyone wants that, but it's just not the truth. That has not stopped some companies (laughs) from claiming that because the molecule uh, although it is hormonal in insects, it is non-hormonal in mammals. So the next step, obviously, are human studies done at respected universities using a double-blind placebo-controlled trial. Why those studies have not been more aggressively pursued is simple. Money. You know, who's going to fund them? Well, I've got an ecdysterone product, actually two. I do not have the money to fund a university study. And let's be honest, if the, if the study came back with positive research findings, then the argument would be simple. Of course it did. He funded it. He's got a product. You know, so I'll ask you again the question, who's going to do those studies? More importantly, 
um, looked at in this frame of reference, I think it's a lot more realistic. High-quality ecdysterone will drastically increase your ability to recover from high-intensity exercise. And here's how to prove it to yourself. Um, I've spoken before about total tonnage workouts. Uh, and this is simple math. You take whatever weight you're using on XYZ exercise, you multiply it by the number of reps and by the number of sets, and it'll give you the total tonnage for that particular workout. I want you to do that and keep track of that number such that you reliably can increase from workout to workout. And what you will notice is that um, it takes anywhere from, let's say, three to seven days or in some cases more, depending upon the loading, for you to be able to work out again and recognize an increase. So I would ask that you do that, training with nothing, such that you have a baseline. Let's call it five days. You're able to train five days later and still recognize an increase. At that point, I want you to start taking 100 milligrams of ecdysterone sourced from the source genus Roponticum carthamoids extract, not Cyanotis vaga, not any other inferior source, Roponticum carthamoids extract. In 10 days, you will notice that you feel a lot better, that you have much better VO2 max, that you seem to have much better work capacity. Ten days after that, you will be recovering much faster in between those sessions. And understand how powerful that is, a statement that is. If it's currently taking you five days to recover from workout to workout and do more total tonnage, okay, at the next workout, it logically follows that as the weights and the reps get higher and heavier, the total stresses on your body increase. It's going to normally take Longer. more time. Right. Right. Arthur Jones, Arthur Jones proved that. The stronger you get, the longer it takes to recover because the deeper the inroads into damaging the muscle you make. Right. So um, approximately three weeks after using it consistently – you will notice that you are able to work out, train productively a lot more frequently. So if before you were training twice a week, you were able to get two sessions in a week and, and still improve, now you're able to do it three times a week, or even in some cases four times, for short periods of time. And I'll define short as anywhere between 10 and 30 days. That is a huge statement. Okay, it's a huge claim, but there's nothing there's nothing subjective about it. There's nothing like, well, I got up the next day and I don't feel any soreness. I feel like I could train hard again. That happens. Don't get me wrong. But hard numbers, you can't fudge. So that would be the little experiment I would encourage you to run with ecdysterone. You can do that with other products. Um but I find that ecti in particular in that environment, it really shines. It, it sounds to me that ecti would be an ideal supplement to run with uh, with Big Big Beyond Beliefs protocol because Leo Costa's protocol actually flirts with overtraining. He literally brings you to the brink of overtraining and then he backs you off. And in, in theory, th what you're saying is 
this will keep you from actually being overtrained. You'll continue to make gains. And so it sounds to me that that supplement, along with a, uh, an advanced aggressive program like the Big Beyond Belief program, would probably really get you some great gains in a short period of time. Your, your thinking is 100% spot on. It's uncanny that you mentioned that because uh, you don't know what the tip of the day is yet. But part oh, of it, man. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. Okay. All right. So look what I want to no, do. But part of it is what Leo spoke to in Big Beyond Belief. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we've got more questions. Uh, feel free to ask questions live here on Facebook. Uh, that's what the Facebook Live is best at, and we will be right back with more of the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Reggie. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000. Or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplement supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to redcon1.com. That's R E D C O N the number 1.com or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest protein bar, now comes the Quest high protein potato chips with 21 grams of high quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at synthogen.com mass pro synthogen when you train with it you'll gain with it there are a few products that i believe in the way i believe in can see eye drops i've been using can see for six months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing wow that's an old commercial the truth is i've been using can see eye drops for 11 years now and i credit can see eye drops as being the reason that i do not need reading glasses at 58 years old can see eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely that's why i both Use and endorse can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how can see eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. So we got some shout outs here. Robert David said he hello he loved the show and i had this up earlier but we have to put it up again because uh, she's a superhuman and 
every way, and that's Angela Penna uh, is also listening live or watching live here on Facebook. And if you're watching live on Facebook, just post the word hello, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the live show, so check that out. All right, so the uh, next question comes from... Yeah, trying to turn things off you know i'm i'm doing it all baby i'm doing it all so, there we go come on all right uh, the next question comes from let me scroll down matt lawrence he says i'm 42 years old and can't seem to gain weight dude are you complaining uh, and before you say it be my eating it's not i consistently get over 4,000 calories a day sometimes more and all i get is fatter I currently weigh 164 pounds. I have some thoughts on on this. Go ahead, weigh in, Coach. Well, I mean, it's it's the old battle, right? It's a battle with the knife and fork, which for a lot of people um, is a lot more difficult than knuckling down and and even you know training hard in the gym. It sounds like he is a classic ectomorph, of which I am too. So I've been there. Um, I'm going to assume his training is spot on. I'm going to assume he's eating 20 times his body weight in calories. That, by the way, though, is only a starting point, okay? If you're eating that consistently and you're still not gaining, you need to add another three to 500 calories a day. Um, there's a big difference between 4,500 and 4,000, <laughs> namely 500, and I'm not that good at math. Um, but that can get people gaining again. Here's the thing, though. Um, he's in, what did he say? How old he was? 43, 44? I think he's 40 42. Hold on. I'll, let me look. Let me look. I'm, I'm looking at too many. 42. 42. Yeah. Okay. So at 42, you are far removed from the best hormonal years of your life, which for my money are between, let's say, ages 15 and 25. So if your training and your diet are on point and your rest, um, it may be time to test your testosterone levels, both total and free, and if necessary, get those optimized. Now, for everybody that thinks, <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead and shoot three, 500, 750, 1,000 milligrams of test a week, and all kinds of magic happens, guess what? <laughs> That's not true. Your training still matters. Your eating still matters. You know, um, yeah, sure, if you shoot a lot of testosterone, it increases protein synthesis. Guess what happens if you don't eat enough protein or total calories? A whole lot of nothing. You know, you'll get puffy. I would tell you also, though, um, as an ectomorph, you need to look very carefully at your training. Personally, if it was me, and, and it is, this is true to this day, I do not perform a single isolation movement in that gym, at least consistently, and I'll tell you why. You only have so much, we all only have so much time and energy. It is much, much better for an ectomorph to limit themselves to, let's say, four movements during a workout and pour yourself into those than it is to spend endless hours on small muscles like your biceps and your triceps, which are getting hammered anyway if you're doing justice to your push and pull movement. So let me give you an example. 
I would do an upper body pushing movement. Let's call it um, the bench press or the dip. An upper body pulling movement, such as the chin-up or one-arm dumbbell rows. A, uh, either the deadlift or the squat, and you can alternate them for workout to workout. And an ab exercise like hanging leg raises or planks at the end of your workout. Okay, so there's four total movements, a push, a pull, a deadlift or a squat, and an ab movement. Now, a lot of people are going to look at that and say, oh, man, how can you, you know, how can you build muscle on that? The question in my mind is, if you're eating enough and you're training progressively, how can you not? The only other variable, you know, to deal with, in my mind, is frequency. You know, you can't go in there and do that every day. You can't go in there and do that productively every other day. But if you're regulating your frequency properly, you will observe increases from workout to workout. And by the way, um, and this goes back to big beyond belief too, the Russians and Bulgarians invested heavily in their strength athletes in understanding what works and why, which explains why we get our clocks cleaned every year um, at the World Games and the Olympics. But be that as it may, um, they did blood tests both before, during, and after workouts with their athletes. And without any type of intervention, cortisol started to dominate that workout at about the 45-minute mark. So early on, you get a rise in testosterone, and you get the biggest rise from your big compound movements. Um, but at the 45-minute mark, cortisol starts to dominate and it is higher. And now everything you do works against you. One of the absolute best things ectomorphs can do is start a stopwatch at the beginning of your workout and you've got 30 minutes. You've got 30 minutes to get in there, get it done, hit it hard, get in, get out. It's like any other type of warfare, right? Um, those would be my suggestions, Matt. And, and if you have difficulty eating, the final tip I'll give you is this. It's a lot easier to drink a thousand calories than it is to eat them, uh, which means shakes. So, Lots of heavy cream, um, growth fats, related growth fats are going to be your friend, uh, not necessarily simple or refined carbohydrates. Although, uh, you know, I wouldn't be scared of eating small, small amounts of those. So I, I have a completely different angle with this guy. Okay. And so, first of all, he oh, said I he's getting, he's getting over 4,000 calories a day and he's 164 pounds. So let's just, Let's just round up and say he's getting 200 grams of protein a day. That's 800 calories right there. That's all that is. Yep. So the other calories are, are, are fat and carbohydrates or more fat than carbohydrates or more carbohydrates than fat. So first of all, Matt, I'm completely in a different ballpark here. Number one, you're shooting in the dark not knowing what your resting met metabolic rate is. So you need to get yourself into a local gym where they have a bomb calorimeter where you sit in a seat for five minutes and they put a breather in and clip your nose and you breathe in and out and that while you're sitting there for five minutes, they tell you your basal metabolic rate is 2000 calories a day or 1800 calories a day. And then you calculate how much work you're doing each day and you come up with the real calories you need to sustain life without adding muscle. And then you add smidgens of calories a week. You're yeah. eating too much. The telltale sign is, and all I do is get fatter. 
You're eating too much. You think that just because you're going into the gym and you're training that if you pour 4,000 calories into your body, it's going to miraculously turn it all into muscle. It's not. I can build muscle on 2,800 calories a day, and I'm 230 pounds. Wow. So – you can you, you first of all you're eating too much. Number two, you're shooting in the dark and you don't even know what calories you need on a day in and day out basis. And, and number three, yeah. if you're eating 200 grams of protein a day, which is pr- probably a good place for you to be at 164 pounds, that's only 800 calories. Where's the other 3,200 yeah. calories coming from? You're eating too much, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, and, you and, 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 and one other thing. One other thing. You may be building muscle, but you can't see it because it's covered by layers of fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, the one other thing I'll say is this, and I'd be remiss not to say it. You may just not be meant to you know, weigh 250 pounds, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, I would highly encourage you to, instead of you know working a lot of big barbell lifts, focus on being pound for pound as strong as you can. If your workout is chin-ups, dips, the trap bar deadlift, and hanging leg raises, guess what? Three out of four of those are bodyweight exercises. You at 164 pounds are a lot more likely to be doing a one-arm chin-up, right, than I am at 250. And we'll get to that later in the show too. So, you know, sometimes you just got to go with what, you know, go with the deck that you were uh, dealt. Yeah. And 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 zero in. You're eating way too much for a 164 pound guy. Way way too much. I'm telling you. I mean, unless you're on drugs and you're doing two a days, and and plus you're doing cardio and all this other stuff. I mean, if your life revolves around your training, then maybe that's a good thing. But and there will come a time where 4,000 calories make sense for you. It doesn't right now at 164 pounds, and you're and you're adding body fat. Your body's telling you you're feeding it too much. Uh, Sam Munch Munchnik, yeah. He says, uh, you claim to have studied under Mike Menser. I've also heard you talk about Pete Sisko uh, carrying the HIT flame with uh, static contraction training. I'm curious, is this the ultimate expression of HIT, or does Heavy Duty have any new surprises we can be looking forward to? Well, uh, to answer that question, the short answer is I thought static contraction training would be the ultimate expression of high-intensity training. So let's just take a step back. The original uh, one set to absolute muscular failure, high-intensity training, was championed in this country by Arthur Jones, the creator of Nautilus. Jones, uh, you know, a, a simple web search on this guy, you'll be reading for hours. He was an eccentric carrier, uh, character, rather. He just, you know, as an example... I think he lived in Florida with a collection of very exotic zoo animals, many of which he flew from Africa over to the United States. In fact, that's how, speak- that's how he made a living. The guy made a living by he – was, he was a big game hunter who decided not to kill animals any longer but capture them and sell them to circuses and zoos. That's how he made millions of dollars. And when I say he flew those animals – I literally mean it. And one of his other loves was aviation. He had a collection of aircraft, and he was a rated 707 pilot, which at the time was probably the largest airliner mm-hmm. flying, right, in the world. Yeah. So um, 
Jones, like I said, really championed that one set to absolute muscular failure uh, training methodology, developed a line of machines, Nautilus, to take advantage of that, carried it um, pretty far all the way to uh, heavy negatives. You know, as an example, you know, if you can no longer lift a weight, if you fail on the seventh rep, you really haven't even begun to exhaust your strength because uh, you might not be able to lift it, but you can hold it and you can lower more than you can hold. And Jones explored that too. But from Arthur Jones, when Jones passed, uh, the mantle of hit was really taken up by Mike Menzer, right? Former Mr. Universe, I think, um, second place or runner-up at the Olympia. Mike, <laughs> I spent many hours on the phone with Mike under his tutelage. He was a very, like Jones, eccentric uh, man, very, very intelligent, very dogmatic, like Jones. He would entertain no deviation from high-intensity training, no matter how good or bad it was going. Um, and when Mike passed, the mantle was taken up by two people, um, both Pete Sisko and John Little. They co-authored uh, the original Power Factor training in the early 1990s. Little went on to do something, uh, write a book called X-Rep Training, but Sisko was the one that really picked up the mantle and ran with something called static contraction training. And Pete, Pete, I'm, you know, is not like, a, I'm guessing a lot of us, we like to be in the gym. We like resistance training. We like everything that surrounds it. Pete, on the other hand, <laughs> that's not his thing. What is his thing is physics and understanding what it takes to stimulate muscle growth and then allow it to manifest. So, his book, Static Contraction Training, and many of the um, you know follow-ons, if you will, are all about holding a maximal weight, okay, in the strongest range for about five seconds. And he claims to have conducted many different experiments with different hold times, different exercises, and it's worth reading his books from a, you know, from a. a I'll call it technical point of view. He's very fundamentally sound. Stimulate, recover, grow. You cannot subvert any of that. Okay. If you do, if those are fundamental biological laws. Now, so I thought static contraction training was the ultimate manifestation. Perhaps not. A week ago, I got a phone call quite out of the blue from a fellow by the name of Don Mueller, PhD. And he said, hey, I, you know, I, I, I've been listening to you. He says, I know you work with Menser. I love Mike. I've developed something called extra heavy-duty training. And he's a really interesting guy, former professional baseball player, loves tennis. And, in fact, if you want to read more about his work, you can go to, I think it's professortennis.net. I want to say he lives in New York State, not too far from me. What I'm getting at is this. He, he says to me, would you like to try it out or see a demonstration? I said, sure. What do I have to lose, right? He's within driving distance. So 
ultimately, I may go out and either see a demonstration or try it myself. The issue, though, is this. In his system, you would work most of your muscle groups over, let's call, let's call it two or three days, extremely heavy. Just let me leave it at that. I don't want to let it all out of the bag. But then take anywhere from three to four weeks off. So in effect, we're talking about training twice a month, which for a lot of us, let's be honest, you know, we probably couldn't stay out of the gym that long. However, there are other athletes for which, you know, strength is just it's a byproduct of where they're going. They need to practice their sport during the remaining days and weeks and, you know, months or however long between workouts. So we will see where it goes. I'm certainly open to it. His challenge to me and anyone else is, listen, if you don't think this stuff works, set up the radar gun and I'll show you I serve harder and faster than the pros. So I haven't seen that yet. Um, but if I do, listen, radar guns don't lie, right? It's another objective measure. Uh, so perhaps the final chapter in high-intensity training has yet to be written. I'll keep people posted. He actually contacted me. He said that uh, you had put him in touch with me. He sent me a bunch of research that he's done, and uh, oh, he said great. he'd like to come on the show. And so we're probably going to have him on at some point in time. Great. But see, I, I have a whole I have a problem with heavy duty. It's only worked for a handful of guys, and the reality is that uh, heavy duty uh, uh, plays well to people who don't want to spend a lot of time in the gym. All the good research that's coming out of Dr. Brad Schoenfeld's lab and and others like him uh, shows that volume is king. When it comes right. to building for, well, for, 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 for hypertrophy. But it also right. appears to be king for strength gains, too. Uh, you, can't, you can't deny that there are plenty of bodybuilders out there who can do some of the things that powerlifters can do. And, and they focus yeah. on hypertrophy. So um, this, I, 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 you know, I think that, well, look, research is showing now that people who train intensely 30 minutes a day have a greater chance of living to be 90 years old it was wow. just published and we've done shows on the uh connection between strength and longevity right so this idea that oh you only have to go to, into the gym once every five days that plays well to people who for some reason don't like the feeling or want the benefits of ac activity every day I'm not one of those people. Right. I, I, in fact, I was not feeling well when you did uh, when we did the bicep challenge, and you had me go into the gym and train for how many hours? My biceps, and they grew an inch that day. Yeah, yeah, I remember. The next day, I felt like King Kong after that, and I started to think. That's when I started to think training should be like work, right? You go into work for eight hours a day, every day, Monday through Friday, and and not saying that you should be in the gym for eight hours a day, but definitely. Uh, I get the whole cortisol thing, but I have a feeling that the body adapts when you do it consistently enough. You just have to look at guys like uh, uh, like Mike O'Hearn and, and others who go into the gym and they train for five, six hours a day. And yeah, the body adapts. So and, and there's a continuum here that works for different people. You know what I mean? Yep. 
There's a continuum here. Yeah, I and I know exactly what you're saying. I think Leo Costa called it the body becomes its function. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Robert David right. had a question, and he has to go. He had to leave. We have to give a shout-out. Dylan Gutro is listening, uh, watching live. Uh, Scott Dodds uh, is, is, is watching live. So here's the question from uh, Robert David. He says, is it up there on the screen? No, it's not. Now it is. Okay. I have a question. I have had a full knee replacement a couple of years ago. I'm squatting now, both back and front. I don't do heavy, but want to build up my legs, especially the outer quads. Any suggestions? Thanks. So obviously he can't go too heavy with his squat is what he's saying. What can he do to get that flare? Yeah, you know what? This is a very hard one because knees, right? A knee injury, in my mind, is probably the worst that you can suffer. Um, even worse than lower back because with the lower back, you can still do something like hip belt squats, right? But if your knee's busted up bad enough, you're not even going to be doing leg extensions, right? Let's be honest. However, um, there are certainly some things you can do. There's always something you can do. Uh, I would be doing two things in addition to searching for movements in the gym, squat-like movements um, that you can perform. I would say um, pulling a weighted sled, pulling and pushing a weighted sled would be very beneficial uh, because the, there's not as much right torque on the knee, let's call it. In fact, um, one of the things that I have heard and seen over and over benefit people with knee injuries. And I can't, I wish I could tell you why, but pushing a weighted, slightly weighted wheelbarrow up a small incline has just done incredible things for people's knees. There's a guy where I train, he, I mean, literally, it looks like he's got zippers on the front of his knee from all the surgeries, right? I gave him this tip and he said, man, I just want you to know it has made all the difference in my knee pain. He said, I can do things now that I was never able to do. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough road to hoe. I would look for authentic movements. And by that, I mean, you know, natural movements that the human body's used to making step ups under various size boxes, all kinds of different squatting motions, uh, single legged body weight squats. And look, if you can't perform those, I get it. I understand. One of the fastest ways to learn though is taking a belt, just a regular belt you put you, you know, put around keep your pants up. Hanging that from something like a Smith machine or a chin up bar and balancing on one foot going down and then as necessary, you pull on the belt for both balance and help out of the bottom bottom. You can do that with five fingers the first week. And then as your strength and balance improve, four, three, two, one, presto. This is how I taught my son, 13 year old son and his 12 year old friend, how to do body weight squats. Christ, my son's doing them at 70 pounds now. So I would tell you to try out those various movements Obviously, keep it light. Don't go crazy with the weight. And look into pushing and pulling sleds and definitely give that wheelbarrow trick a try. Um, I've heard wonderful things. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Carl? You know, uh, 
going back to what we just discussed about how volume builds muscle size and hypertrophy, and you don't have to use a lot of heavy weight to stimulate hypertrophy, I would say that you should start to do leg extensions with very light weight. I mean, if, if, yeah. if 90 is heavy to you, then start off with 30 pounds, both legs or single leg, whatever, and start to do five sets of 20 and, and do one set with your toes pointing straight up and down, do one set with your toes pointing in, and do the next set with your toes pointing out, and just keep alternating that. Because what happens is when you're like this, you're going you're gonna to enlist the front of the quadricep muscles. If your toes are pointing in, you're going to hit that area that you want the flare so desperately. Right. And if you do it with your toes pointing out, you're hitting that little teardrop muscle right above the knee with greater emphasis. And so I think that since you can't use heavy weight and load the leg because of the knee, you can use light weight and shoot for really extreme levels of, uh, of, uh, of uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Volume. But the, but what happened, yeah. the reason why I just glitched is because I just thought of one other thing. And buy a set of tourniquets online for $6 and cinch them, right. cinch them right at the groin, at the top of the leg, in the groin, one on each side, and, and trap the blood in those muscles. And your muscles will grow, and you won't have to load them heavy. Listen to me. I'm going to be doing this same thing when I get out of this damn boot because I'm not going to be able to squat and deadlift like I was before unless I want to break something again. So I'm going to – my routine for my legs is going to be I'm getting to get up every morning and learn how to walk again with a normal functioning foot. And I'm buying tourniquets to put on the inside of my thighs up by the groin so I can do some blood flow restriction training and stimulate growth in the muscles again before I start to load them. I'm going to be doing the same thing I'm telling you to do right now. And it's all about volume at that point in time, all about volume. Yeah, and, uh, you know, with respect to filling in the teardrop muscle, vastus medialis, uh, the sissy squat is a really good exercise. And I don't know if you have these in your gym, but um, we've got a couple from Rogue, like a sissy squat, I'll call it platform. All it is is something where your the front of your feet, there's a hook there to hold them down, and you sit down and back and then up. Now, when you work that for really high reps, it puts a real, real searing <laughs> pain in your muscles. Um, and I, I don't have any knee pain whatsoever. I do know other people that do have knee issues, including that gentleman that's got the zipper scars. He's able to do those without any pain. So I would tell you to look into that as well. We're gonna run that's a, a tough. One. We're gonna run a quick commercial. When we come back, we got more. You're listening to the Blueprint Power Hour here. At Superhuman Radio with Coach Rob Regish. Visit CoachRobRegish.com to learn more. And like I always tell people, go to CoachRobRegish.com today and you'll actually be stronger tomorrow. Be right back.
Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. For the past four months, I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function. That's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production. And that leads to improved sleep, immunity, carbon dioxide, oxygen exchange, and much more. Oh, and if you do snore, it'll help you stop snoring. Try Somnifix risk-free. Go to somnifix.com forward slash SHR. Get a free trial pack of Somnifix strips today. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert, but this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N labs.com. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. Welcome back. I want to make a little announcement real quick. Right now, if you sign up to be on the Superhuman Radio mail list, which you can either visit the website, superhumanradio.net, or you can go to our Facebook page, and uh, the Superhuman Radio Network Facebook page, and uh, sign up for our mail list. We're giving away $500 worth of Live On Labs vitamin C every single week, at least through wow. February. I got some really good gifts coming up, too. We're trying to get more people to uh, join our, our, our mail list because that makes it easier for me to communicate. We're actually going to be putting together a really good newsletter with science and interesting articles from people that you like to hear about. So we're trying to drive people to uh, join. So you can either go to superradio.net and look for the uh, join our newsletter at the very bottom of the, the page, 
or you can go to Facebook, Superhuman Radio. It's facebook.com forward slash Superhuman Radio Network, and you can join our mail list there. And every week right now, we're giving away $500 worth of Live On Labs vitamin C, and you're notified through the email. So we let the winners know that they're, they're winners by sending them an email and allowing them to collect their gift. All right, so the next uh, question comes from Mark Calloway. He says, I'm just curious, other than your Synthogen, what other supplements do you use to support your training? Well, that's a really good question. Um, so I'll take it one by one. I'll tell you what I'm using it for, and then we can uh, get into other specifics if you'd like. Currently, because I'm not using Synthogen, um, one of the adaptogens that I use is Shilajit. And Shilajit, for those unfamiliar, is a cousin of the Russian Mumio. It's a it's a it's taken from uh, sediment, off of sometimes off of mountains. Uh, it is extremely rich in things like vitamins and minerals, yes, but also other things like fulvic acids. Shilajit, I consider an exceptional adaptogen, maybe not in the same class as Raponticum, carthamoids, um, but, you know, a close, let's call it second or third. In addition to that, I'm taking a broad spectrum, uh, spectrum rather, B-complex vitamin uh, for a couple reasons. One is to obviously get as much energy out of my food as possible, but also um, I'm taking it in lieu of TMG for the next month or two to see how effective it is at knocking down homocysteine. I know how effective TMG is, but, um, you know, that's a little experiment, and I'll be able to report back on it. I also use about three grams of time-release vitamin C um, for the multitude of benefits that it conveys. You, it's true that you only need milligrams to prevent scurvy and things like that, but the reality is for the antioxidant and other benefits, you need in the gram range, and grams uh, even being better. It's water-soluble, so you know, unlike B, B vitamins, you can get in trouble with those if you take too high doses over too long a time. Vitamin C um, is just ex excess is excreted in the urine. In addition to that, I'm using vitamin K2, which I talked a little bit about last week. Um, K2 is excellent at preventing calcification of the arteries. It is different from the vitamin K that you get from eating your vegetables, which is K1, um, for the positive effects that it has on arteries. You need K2, 4, or 6. Uh, K2 is just a little more common in commercial versions. I'm also taking some celery seed extract for its effect, positive effect on blood pressure. Uh, you know, I'm running 245, 250 right now, and for me, that's a lot, so I take precautions. In addition to that, I'm taking some bronze organic uh, canthazanthin. Many of you have asked me about this in the past. It is, without question, the best uh, compound that you can use if you're getting a lot of sun and or indoor tanning. Now, I don't go a lot during the winter, once or twice a week, but the reality is I take precautions. Naturally, I am as white as a gallon of milk. <laughs> I, only t I only burn and peel. However, 
when I'm t- using camphazanthin, I can literally spend all day at the beach, no sunblock, and all I do is tan. And yes, I see a dermatologist twice a year just to stay on top of it. And thus far, they've told me, you have no issues. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Interestingly enough, um, they were very interested in camphazanthin. And uh, and I think the dermatologist is actually taking it, or at least plans to, over the summer. So, um, in addition to those, which I consider broad-based, right, health uh, type supplements, I rotate in various performance enhancers, one of which are lecithin granules. We've talked about these before. I do two tablespoons a day. I get better muscle fullness out of it. Um, I do believe it has a positive effect from the phosphatidyl serine in knocking down cortisol. And uh, it's been used back to the right, the golden age of bodybuilding. I also rotate in desiccated liver. In this case, now now products, uh, Argentine beef liver powder. Um, I spoke to that a little bit earlier and the effect it has on knocking down cortisol. It is tough to get down. Uh, I take it in tomato juice. That's the only way I can get it down. But if you can, it makes, you know, the next 23 hours of the day a lot easier. The two performance enhancers that I use the most, very simply, my own products, Progenadrex, if I'm eating up and going for size and strength, or Mass Pro Synthogen, if I'm eating at maintenance or uh, even under, and I'm trying to recover as fast as possible in between those sessions. So that's what I'm using. Um, it's nothing very fancy, but it certainly works for me. You know, you know what's really funny? A lot of people became afraid of of vitamin C when that study came out that showed that uh, it could actually impair mitochondrial adaptation to yes, uh, I remember that. And it was it was mainly cardio like like uh, endurance trainers that they looked at. That the funny thing about that is is when that study came out. I texted Michael Hearn because I remembered Michael Hearn was a disciple of like uh, some, some of the early fathers of physical culture in California who all took high doses of vitamin C, by the way. And I said, Mike, isn't it true that you take like 10 grams of vitamin C a day? He said, yeah, I've been doing that for like decades. And so right. so many people are afraid of vitamin C now because they're like, oh, no, if you take it mitochondrial adaptation you don't get the you don't get the, the the gains in your mitochondria and then i look around at guys like the like i mean jack Lalane and armand tanny and and vince geronda and they all took mega doses of vitamin c and i'm thinking to myself why didn't that happen to these guys <laughs> you know i mean you look at O'Hearn. Yeah. O'Hearn is a monster he's in his 40s i mean i don't care whether you like him or not the guy outworks everybody that comes into the gym with him he outworks them all the time. And his mitochondria seem to be doing pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You talk about you talk about knocking cortisol down. Um, vitamin C will do it. Yeah. And and you know, in certainly gram doses. Now now the nice the nice thing the, the nice thing well, let me just throw this in here. The, the nice thing about the, the liposomal vitamin C is it's like five times more effective. Taking one gram of liposomal vitamin C is like taking five thousand milligrams of just vitamin C ascorbic acid powder. Wow. Because it absorbs so That's much fair. better in, in the liposome. Uh, so I just take one a day. Yeah. but that And I generally take it post-workout 
with my collagen protein because I want to help rebuild soft yep. tissue. So anyway. Yeah. No, I didn't include it. I do use ephedrine daily, um, and I have for about 25 years. I, I consider it a food group, <laughs> not necessarily a supplement. So only upside to show for Uh, The next question comes from Mike Ginelli. He says, Rob, I want to thank you for your recent piece on depression. That took guts to talk about. And the story about your your cousin hanging himself was intense. I can only imagine what seeing the body did to his poor father. In your opinion, what are the best depression busters supplement-wise? Yeah, um, you know... I've been doing this show for what we've been doing this for like 77 years. Yeah, I know. Right. It doesn't seem like that. Does it? It doesn't seem like seven years. It's incredible. But, um, you and I are going to be here going, Rob, remember when we used to squat heavy? (laughs) (laughs) Now when I squat heavy, I poop in my depends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know what? We, we've, we've had a lot of fun. We've done a lot of good shows. But nothing has generated the feedback that I have received, uh, almost universally positive, from my talk, you know, on depression. And it's certainly not an easy topic to to talk about. I think we need to talk about it. I think we need to talk even more about it based upon, you know, what I'm hearing and and seeing from people. But... um, Beyond that, before we get to things that, you know, I've used that I think help, I think it's worth exploring, you know, why why are we so unhappy and depressed in the first place? And I can share with you some of the some of the mistakes that I made. Um and hopefully, you know, you you won't make the same ones. For, for a long time. I was seeking happiness in a place that you will never find it. And that is outside of yourself. Before my world collapsed, I was convinced it was money. If I just had enough money, I would be happy. I remember saying to myself, you know, if if I just make a hundred grand a year, I'll finally be happy. Well, guess what? A hundred grand came and went, and I made more than that. And the more, and this is the true statement, the more I made, the more miserable I got. And I've heard that from other people as well. You know, does money help? Well, in some cases, yeah. In other cases, it hurts. Um, you're going to see people seeking happiness outside themselves in other places, like I want a bigger house. I want a fancier car. I want to wear, you know, more bling jewelry or the latest fashions or what have you. And listen, I've had my issues with the green eyed monster too, right? You're always looking at other people and their Facebook lives and saying, man, I wish I had that (laughs) because if I just had a little bit bigger house or a fancier car, there were more trendy clothes, I would be happier. Well, I'm here to tell you, they get a dopamine hit from buying stuff, whether that be an SUV or a ring or what have you, but it doesn't last. This is just what I've seen from people, okay? They buy something, and it temporarily makes them happier. 
It never works long term. In fact, a lot of these people that I knew that got, you know, bigger houses, fancier cars, more jewelry, better, you know, more fashionable clothes. Guess what? They woke up one day after the happiness wore off and they're 10,000 or more in credit card debt. So, you know, you talk about a hangover and being miserable, you'll get there. You'll get both of that, both of those and more if you continue to look for happiness outside of yourself. This is a very difficult thing to do, and I'm still not there yet, but I'm working on it because I know it's the real answer. You need to accept yourself and other people for who you are. And who you are is just like me. I'm a flawed human being. You know, I still, to this day, have body image issues. Uh, Now, gratefully, they're certainly not like they used to be. But, you know, when I look into a mirror, I know what I'm seeing is not real. You know, I still see a skinny kid who needs to put on more muscle. And, and, but, but there again, you know, at what point does that become enough? It's never going to be enough. Same deal. I told myself when I got to 250, I'd be happy. Well, guess what? I'm about 250 and I'm still not happy. So look, that's just a little benefit from my life experience. You're not going to find happiness outside of yourself. It truly is within yourself. In terms of things that help, you might be surprised to hear what's on the top of my list, at least for day in, day day out items. TMG, trimethylglycine. I am not sure what it is, but shortly after getting a good hit of trimethylglycine, people seem to really like perk up and they have this curious, you know, feel good type energy. And in fact, we got, you know, it's funny, when we rolled out Synthogen, that was one of the top comments that we got. It's like, you know, after a couple of days, I started just my attitude was a lot better. There is something going on with TMG, be it the methylation in the liver or otherwise, that is causing that effect. So certainly TMG. I have heard people that have had success with St. John's wort. It makes me really, um, I'll call it fuzzy. It just kind of really chills me out. Um, and then you have your heavy hitters, you know, Fenaboot and Kratom. And the fight to keep those still legal is going on, by the way. But those can't be every, you know, those can't be everyday items. You know, you can lie to yourself and tell you, well, I'll just use different strains or I'll use less or whatever. Look, man, you're lying to yourself. A couple days a week, that's fine. Every day, not cool. You're going to wind up with a problem. To a lesser extent, things like 5-HTP and L-theanine can help. And yes, I think it's important to acknowledge this. Some people need medication. I think that number is a lot smaller than what it currently is, or people are convinced that they need it. But listen, you know, when you've got some people saying, I'm hearing voices, that's not something to make fun of. You know, that's something that the person needs professional help with and may require medication. So I'll wrap this up by telling you, um, 
your search for happiness is not unusual. <laughs> In fact, most people I speak to are still seeking it. You will never find it within yourself. I dare say you'll never find it in a pill, a powder, or a potion. It really needs to come from inside you. And a big part of that is accepting yourself for who you are and forgiveness, right? Forgiveness is a very powerful healing thing. And uh, I hope if you're angry at someone for whatever reason, you can forgive them because that will only help you. So over the years, I've had people reach out to me who were on antidepressants and said, you know, it doesn't make them feel any better. In fact, they feel like they've lost all joy in their lives. And antidepressants typically don't make depression go away. They just make you not feel anything. Um, and the reason I tell this story is because this, this, this happened again just recently. Just two weeks ago, somebody reached out to me and said, I've been on a very, very low dose of Wellbutrin uh, for many years, and my wife said she thinks I should get off of it. And they usually make people take their SSRIs at night now is the new protocol. Doctors will say take it before bedtime. Um, so – I told him about a study that I knew about from many, many years ago where they showed in, in, in Wellbutrin, but this will work with any SSRI, that you can actually use melatonin to wean yourself off of SSRIs. Wow. Now, the reason this is really wow. important is because if you can use melatonin to wean yourself off of SSRIs, perhaps melatonin may actually make you feel better if you're depressed. Um, so in the last case, this gentleman, he's in his early forties, has children, uh, snored deeply, snored a lot at night, took his, he took his SSRI at night before bed. I had him first cut the tablet in half and take it with five milligrams of melatonin. He did that for one week. He then cut that tablet again in half. So now he was down to a quarter. I think it was like 20. He was taking 21 milligrams at this point in time. Continued wow. with his five milligrams of melatonin for another week. And then he took, just stopped this past, I guess it was Thursday. He said, well, I'm this weekend, I'm not going to take any Wellbutrin. I'm just going to take the melatonin. And so one of the things that his wife noticed immediately was the first night that he took his Wellbutrin with melatonin, he did not snore. And she said he slept much more peacefully, not a lot of tossing and turning which he wow. did. He was very restless in his sleep. Now, I just talked to him this morning. I said, how are you feeling? He goes, well, I don't feel myself, but I feel really good. He said, but I can tell that I'm in withdrawal from the Wellbutrin. And in retrospect, maybe we should have slowed it down and he should have done uh, a half of the dose for the first month and then right. cut that half and half for the next month. But in, he was in a hurry. He, by his own admission, he was in a hurry because I told him yeah. not to move fast, but he wanted to do it quickly. But now he's sleeping better. He feels better in the morning. He's not depressed because he was – the reason he wanted to get off the antidepressant was he was telling his wife that he has bouts of anxiety when he's going in to see clients. Uh, yeah. And, and he thinks it was – you know he really felt, felt like it was from the SSRI. And he was actually – 
getting more depressed. And he knows if he yeah. goes back to his doctor, he's just going to up the dose. And so he thought, yeah. you know, I, I got to do something different. Well, today he's off of the SSRI. I spoke to him this morning. Wow. He didn't take any over the weekend. And he's been on him for years. He said to me, I do right. feel weird. He goes, but I don't feel like I'm scared. I don't, you know, he said, I feel like I have a brain glitch every now and then where I have to stop and think about what I'm doing. He says, but I know that's because right. I'm coming off the SSRIs. He said, but I don't think I've ever slept this good. He says, I feel so good. I'm telling you something right now. When I don't sleep good, I feel depressed the next day. I really think that a lot yeah. of people who suffer from depression, not all of them, but there is a segment of people who suffer from depression that if you get their sleep right, the depression will go away on its own. Now, the next thing I'm going to have him start doing is wearing blue blocker sunglasses at night before bed when he watches TV with his yeah, wife. I, I believe that there's a large number of people out there who suffer from depression where they're going to go on an SSRI or they've been on an SSRI. And if you get their sleep straightened out, the depression goes away and the need for the SSRI goes away. And I feel very strong right. and I'm not a doctor and I know that, you know, people are going to, you know, people are, you're being very reckless with what you're saying. No, I'm not. I, 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 the first time, the first time I had this happen was when I was training at powerhouse gym almost 20 years ago and yeah. a, a, a female personal trainer knew I was, you know, pretty sharp on research and stuff like that. And she said she was on both Depro Provera and Wellbutrin. She had to start taking the Wellbutrin when she started the Depo. The Depo was a long-term uh, birth control shot. And I found this study on Wellbutrin and, and, and weaning people off of Wellbutrin using plain old, you know, drugstore melatonin. And I told her, and she told me like three months later, she says, I'm not using the Wellbutrin anymore. I started using the melatonin. And I don't need the Wellbutrin anymore. And so – Wow. Uh, that was my first experience. And over the years, I've had other people say to me, I'm on an antidepressant. I don't think it's doing anything good for me. Is there a way to get off? And I've always told them about melatonin. And they all have been able to wean off of the SSRI using melatonin. Now, will it work for everybody? Maybe not. There are some people who uh, who, who feel that uh, there's a, a, a base of inflammation in the brain that can contribute right. to, to, to depression. And I believe that there are some, but there are some people yeah. as Jake points out right now, sleep is key. There are some people that if you get their sleep, right, they're not depressed anymore. And who wouldn't be depressed if you were sleep deprived day in and day out of your life, you feel like hell. That, feel like that's hell. really good thinking. And, and I w I would not be surprised whatsoever um, that there is a link and probably a strong one between lack of sleep and depression, right? Because Absolutely. We know, Absolutely. Right, we know the body, the body regenerates itself while we sleep. Certainly that must extend. Well, but more, but more importantly, you know, you know what else happens at night when you sleep? So you don't have uh, an unlimited supply of neurotransmitters in your brain. It's not like right. your brain just has, oh, we, we, your brain has a limited amount of neurotransmitters and every night it replenishes them. Your body produces dopamine at night while you're sleeping. You're, 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 so if you're not sleeping well, neurotransmitter, neurotransmitter depletion occurs. And neurotransmitter yep. depletion means your brain's all messed up now. It's not, I, I can tell you with absolute confidence that if you have chronic pain, 
your chronic pain is worse the day after you've had a bad night's sleep. I've lived it. I know it. I used to tell Elisa, this is amazing. I didn't sleep good last night, and my legs are killing me today. And the nights I get really good sleep, I'm like, man, I don't have any pain in my legs. So neurotransmitters are produced when you sleep at night. If you're not sleeping well, you're you're basically emptying the gas tank and not refilling it like you're supposed to. Yep, absolutely. Um, that's great thinking, and it's wonderful that you were able to help them. So Angela Penna uh, says, are there any supplements that can lessen the effects from nightshades? I actually believe Dr. Grundy... Uh, who wrote the uh, the book uh, about excuse me about plants being bad for us? Some plants being bad for us, especially nightshades. He has a supplement out there that blocks gluten. I know that he may actually have a supplement out there that would benefit you uh, if you like to eat nightshades. But I know what it's like: tomatoes, eggplants. I mean, you just got you just got to do without them or have limited uh, limited occurrences of them in your diet. Yeah. Boy, her little boy's cute. Isn't <laughs> her, he? I know. And she's a really great mom, too. So, I, I, Angela, the short answer is go and look at Dr. Grundy's website. Uh, he's the guy who wrote the book Plant Paradox. He's the guy who got us all understanding that nightshades are hurting people. Tom Brady follows his program. He, Tom Brady doesn't eat mushrooms because they're mold. He doesn't eat tomatoes because they're nightshades. He doesn't eat eggplants because they're nightshades. Uh, but if anybody's going to have something that will counteract the effects of nightshades, it's going to be Dr. Grundy. So I, I would absolutely start there. That's uh, great info. I, I wouldn't have known that. Uh, let's go to the next question that we have here, and this one comes from Randy Hales. He says, uh, for the home exercise person, what do you recommend beyond a power rack, adjustable bench, and chin dip station? Is there anything else you'd consider mandatory? You know, those are um – those are fundamental, you know, everything that was just mentioned. I'll try to be brief with this, but um, I took a took a road trip out to see my good friend, Frank Robles. He listens to the show frequently. And Frank has developed something that I think is ideal for the home gym trainer. Um, I don't want to use the name because I think he's still, you know, going to trademark it. But we shot video which very shortly I'll, I'll be able to mention the link probably on next week's show of various exercises where this machine allows you to both load and deload all of the money movements that build muscle. So we did deadlifts with it. We did chin-ups with it. We did push-ups with it. We did dips with it. And just to give you an idea, um, Okay, the one-arm chin-up, the true one-arm chin-up. I'm not talking about uneven chins. I'm talking about this. This, almost nobody can do. If you get up there and try it yourself, you'll see you twist in the wind, uh, and you can barely pull, you know, even a few degrees up. However, um, this machine allows you to deload to the pound, to be able to perform these. So he said, I said, Frank, what are you talking about? He said, let me show you. He put 100 pounds on it. And the next thing I know, I'm doing the one arm chins, no problem. Why? Because it took 100 pounds off my body weight. I weigh 145, 150 pounds now. It's easy. So you get an understanding of why it works. But also conversely, it can help you load movements 
safely and effectively like the push-up. Now, most men that are very strong will tell you, oh, I can do a million push-ups. Okay. What happens, though, when you start to do weighted push-ups? Well, typically, you can't get very far because anybody who's tried can tell you how cumbersome it is, right, to have a, a plate or a dumbbell on your back. This machine allows you to do it again to the pound. And, you know, we shot maybe half a dozen exercises. We're going to round that up to a dozen. Long story short, uh, if if I still have my home gym, I don't, but someday I might again. This thing, after a power rack, would be very high on my list. And it's worth mentioning, again, we get back to Leo Costa. Every single exercise that you can use it with is what's called a level seven movement, which means you are moving your body and the weight through space simultaneously, which, long story short, builds a lot more muscle because your central nervous system and brain is at a very is at a much higher level of what they call NMA or what Leo called them NMA, neuromuscular activation. You will very simply build lots more muscle with it than without it. And this machine, I'll call it, is absolutely brilliant. It is not unlike the reverse hyperextension where most people look at that and say, I don't know, what the hell is that? You know, that can't feel very good. Well, the common comment when somebody jumps off the reverse hyper is, you know, that felt quite right. Feels very natural. Feels like an extension of a normal body movement. That is the exact same feeling that I got when I got off that thing. One other thing, you can do hip belt squats with it. A rogue sells a hip belt squat machine. The last one I saw was 1500 bucks. The only thing you're going to be doing with it is the hip belt squat. Not so with what Frank's developed. You can use it on a dozen, two dozen different exercises. He really has built a better mousetrap, and you'll be hearing more about it uh, in the in the weeks to follow. So I got to give a shout out to a listener in Germany who's been a longtime fan of the show. Chris Tine, well, Christine uh, is her Facebook name. Uh, thanks for watching live. Angela Penna uh, came back on and said, "You know, I can't take even one little lick of them." They knock me out for two days, and I love peppers. You know what? I would love to be able to breathe underwater, but I can't, so I'm not <laughs> going to try. And really, if, if, a wow. food, if a food hurts you that bad, it is poison. And look, nightshades are poison. We all know that, right? Yeah. The, the nightshade of the, the family of nightshades, uh, there are some poisonous nightshades that back in the day used to be used to kill people. See, I know they say that they say that the poison is in the dose. Well, there may not be as much in in uh, in in the the, the uh, pepper to kill you, but there is enough to make you sick. Right. You just can't eat them. You just you know what? Yep. Your life will be fine without peppers in them. You'll just have to find something else that you enjoy just as much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, I've heard of people that have problems with nightshade. I was not aware. That it's that serious where it knocks them out for a couple of days. So absolutely avoid If it. you are allergic to nightshades, eating things like tomatoes, you get a horrible allergic reaction to them. You feel hungover for two days. You just feel terrible. And so, you know, you just have to right. stay away from them. We're going to take uh, our last commercial break. And when we come back, we actually have the blueprint tip of the day. And it's going to be a good one. Stay tuned. You're watching us on Facebook 
live and asking questions and all those good things. We'll be right back. So, you know, you just have to stay away from it. We're going to take uh, our last person break, and when we come back, we actually have a blueprint. Dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert, but this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click Click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. Would you train with it? You'll gain with it. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at redcon one go to redcon1.com that's r-e-d-c-o-n the number one.com or go to superhumanradio.net and click the redcon one banner ad today this is the superhuman channel doing reps with the weight of the world so that billboard is an actual billboard uh that was in southern indiana i bought a uh a showing of these uh, these uh, th- these LED billboards, and they like every ten seconds it changes, and that yeah. was actually between Louisville and uh, and Indiana over in uh, in New Albany, and I got a snapshot of it. I-, I just did it for a little while. It really did. I was trying to build more of a local audience uh, because I was doing some right. local radio shows and stuff like that, and uh, I did. I- we have a lot of Louisville listeners now, which really makes me happy because. I'm known in so many different parts of the world, but nobody knows me here in Louisville, Kentucky, and I've only been doing this for 14 years now, you know. So, uh, but yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty cool billboard, and I took a picture of it to keep it for posterity. And of course, Christine, 
uh, says hi there, and she's listening all the way from Germany. And thanks for being here today, Christine. So what hi, Christine. is what what is the blueprint tip of the day, Coach? Well, the tip of the day is something that uh, I know is going to benefit a lot of people. Uh, and interestingly enough, it it, uh, it goes back to Leo, who wrote about this many years ago. Uh, what I'm talking about is uh, a concept called ramping. So I've spoken before on the show about one of the most powerful things that you can do to get better results, especially if you've been, you know, pushing pushing the envelope, so to speak, is taking time off or deloading. However, it is one of the hardest things for people to do because like we talked before about how uh, most in the audience, or, and myself included, want to be in the gym. We like it there. We like the people there, the subculture, et cetera, et cetera. But by, by way of an example, um, I had tried and tried to flat dumbbell bench 130-pound dumbbells. Four workouts in a row on upper body days. Nothing doing. Couldn't budge them. Finally took 12 days off. I came back in the gym, and I got them four times. And now I'm working with the 140s on my way up to the 145s. But I only got there by taking planned breaks in my training. So... We get back to a concept called ramping. At least that was Leo's term for it. Rampling simply involves uh, a little bit of planned overtraining, if you will, and then pulling back, taking some time off to allow your body to supercompensate and grow larger and stronger. And if you know how to do that, you can make leaps and bounds um, in your training. The question becomes, though, you know, how do I do that? Well, the truth is, for most athletes, like myself, that I've been training for 35 years, we can kind of tell intuitively as to when it's time for a break. And in fact, the subjective signs of that I've covered before. Uh, you know, you're, you're dreading your workouts. You're, you've got niggling little injuries that don't seem to heal no matter what you do. You're not sleeping well. Your appetite is not the same. Uh, those are all signs your body is giving you to take a break. And if you don't take one, then your body will stop you, either by you getting hurt or getting sick. In my case, it's rhabdomyolysis, which is a life-threatening condition. So these planned breaks are helpful. However, you've also heard me talk about how strength training needs more technology and in some ways we're still in the dark ages especially compared to our cardio cousins one of those is the fitbit that i recently got for christmas well amongst other things the fitbit tracks your resting heart rate and will give you an average for the entire day over weeks and months, in fact. So interestingly enough, uh, I took last week off of training. Just as I had finished up my last workout before the break, it tabulated my resting heart rate, which was at a 86, I think it was, 
you know, and I look at that and I said, geez, you know, that's high. And in fact, it was. So over the next eight days, I did no resistance training, none. The only thing I did was a set or two of wall walks and cardio activity. Well, my resting heart rate over those seven days went from an 84 all the way down to 71, right? A very dramatic drop. And in fact, it really didn't register until I looked on the Fitbit, and the Fitbit will give you a graph of your resting heart rate over a week, over a month, over, you know, what's it, however long you've been using it. But I punched up a week, and the, the line on the graph literally looks like this. It starts up here. It's almost a perfect vertical drop. And wonder of wonders, I go into the gym yesterday to squat, and I am playing with weights that I found very, very difficult to get um, before my break. And, and again, that's one of the signs, and a rather ominous sign if your strength drops off precipitously. Um, you need to be careful that it's not rhabdo. Anyway, the concept then of ramping is you train hard, flat out, let's call it for four to six weeks. Carl, I like your recommendations of, you know, take a week off every fourth or fifth week if you're over 40, you know, every eighth week or so if you're under 40. But um, you're ramping up training volume. You're overreaching just a bit. You could tell this again by your heart rate. Then you take that week off and you start training again flat out. What you will see is the same thing but in reverse. If your resting heart rate gets down to 71, as you continue to push hard over the following weeks, your resting heart rate will raise. And when it gets to eight beats or more per minute above baseline, you are officially overtraining and need to back off. So this is something that benefits not only your lifting and your strength, but also your health. And don't feel bad if you don't have a Fitbit. It's very simple. The old wristwatch <laughs> will ha allow you to do it too. Very simply, before you get out of bed in the morning, take your pulse, right? Beats per minute. Write it down. Get an average over seven days when you're not training. And then go back in the gym. You will see exactly what I'm talking about. There's no fudging this, right? There's nothing I can do that's going to change my heart rate, um, at least, you know, as a representative average over the day. And so this is something, this is technology that you can put into your training to get better gains. And again, I'll give credit to Leo Costa for this. I don't know if people were writing about it before then, um, but it's a great tool to use. And, and just so folks know, I talk here about investing in information, right, instead of supplements per se. I took my own advice, ordered a copy of a book called Super Strength and a copy of Super Squats for my son, where this uh, is spoken to, I'm told, in greater detail. So the technology's there. Use it, gain from it, and hopefully your health improves too. There's a, there's a couple other devices that people need to be aware of, too. There's the Aura Ring, which actually has a heart rate variability calculator built into it. Uh, it only yeah, measures your heart rate at sleep, however. 
Uh, it doesn't me- measure your heart rate throughout the day, just during the period of sleep, but it gives you a recovery number. It gives you a heart rate through heart rate variability. The other thing is there's a new ring called the Sleep On ring, and you can go to sleepon.us. This ring is like having a sleep study done every night. It measures blood ox, pulse. It gives you a recovery uh, uh, number to how well you slept based on the activity the day before. It looks at heart rate variability, gives you a, a, a recovery number. I think they call it readiness. Um, yeah. But these are two the, – the, the nice thing – the only the, – the thing I like better about the Aura Ring, and mine isn't on because my cell phone is broken, so I figured why even wear it. I'm just going to take it off. But the thing I like about the Aura Ring is it tracks your steps. It tracks your activity throughout the day as well as sleep. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I like about the sleepon.us uh, ring is it tracks blood oxygen which is really important at night as part of your recovery. Wow. Uh, yeah, and, and, it, and, and, and so that's another component. I actually sleep with both of them. I sleep with my, my aura on this finger, <laughs> and I sleep with my sleep on ring on this finger, and then I have an app that records me if I snore in the middle of the night. And I am, like, really serious about sleep, man, really, really serious <laughs> about sleep. I unplug the router and the cordless telephone base station, uh, I mean, yeah. I have all these rituals that I do before I have a, I have a little thing that makes white noise while I'm sleeping. I use my pulse electromagnetic field device. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm crazy wow. when it comes to sleep. I know. And, and Elisa laughs at me. I tape my mouth at night. I mean, it's just like, it's this whole, <laughs> this whole big thing that has to happen. Like I got to go to bed a half hour earlier than I actually want to go to bed just to get everything on and set up. But I got to be honest with you. I don't think I'd be as healthy. I, I have ailments. But I don't think I think I'd be way further down the road of like being a really sick person if I didn't take good care of my sleep. I got to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, those Maybe are two so, rings that people should look at. Also, yeah, those sound like fantastic tools. Yeah. Uh, so you know, by all means, avail yourself to it. The technology's here. You know, we got to start. We need to get out of the dark ages, folks. Use this stuff. It'll only help you. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Good show. Uh, lots of good discussions. Thank you for audience participation today, all of you. I tried yeah. to get uh, post shout-outs on the screen as well as give you shout-outs during the show. Uh, and please share this show around. It's going to be here on Facebook once we're done. Obviously, the podcast will be up on superhumanradio.net for those who don't want to watch it. They just want to listen to it. And then this will be up on YouTube later. Okay, so I need the audience to do two things. Search for the new Superhuman Radio uh, YouTube channel. I think we have like 100 and something, 101 or 102 subscribers. I need you to subscribe to that, number one. Uh, number two, sign up for our email lists, and you could win $500 worth of the best vitamin C in the world, which is uh, liposomal yeah. vitamin C from Live On Labs. Two things I need you to do for me. Uh, and that's it. You got anything yeah. else to, to, you need to say, or are we done? No, we're we're bumping up on two hours here, but you know what? It all always goes fast. Very and, fast. Uh, I want to thank thank the audience too. It's a, I love this format. Yeah, it's great getting the questions uh, live, and it's great having audience participation. And thanks everybody for being here. We'll see you uh, tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. 